Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I don't think a game can be any better hardly at all. Certainly not in early September, mid-September, whatever you want to call it, early in the NFL week two than what we saw last night between Cam Newton, Bill Belichick, Russell Wilson, and Pete Carroll. Came down to the final play of the game, and it was extraordinarily electric all night long. Russell Wilson is coming into his own. I think he's probably the best quarterback in the NFL right now. But if Cam scores on that final play, then I'm coming in to you right now, starting off the third hour of the program, talking a lot like I was in hour one and hour two of this program, saying, hey, if you want an early review of what Cam Newton was going to be like with the New England Patriots, we got an answer. And it's extraordinary. Okay, I told you coming into this season, I said Cam Newton is the single most fascinating player in the entire NFL because at his age, he's either going to prove this year with the New England Patriots that he's still worth $100 million as a starting quarterback in the NFL and somebody's going to throw a boatload of cash at him and he's still going to have a chance to win a Super Bowl or he's going to come out and... The New England Patriot dynasty is finally going to come unraveled and the Patriots are going to find themselves somehow in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. 
I said there's not a single player in the NFL that, to me, has as high of a ceiling or as low of a floor as Cam Newton. Because he could have been done for based on his health issues, based on what seemed to be a situation where everything just kind of blew up on him in uh, in Carolina. And remember he had that video where he was sitting there smoking a cigar and wearing the handkerchief around his neck. And he's wearing hats like your grandma. And he had become, at times, almost a caricature of himself. And we stopped talking about Cam Newton MVP and we started talking about Cam Newton as if he were some sort of fashion icon because he would show up in all sorts of ridiculous outfits that would go viral on social media. But it's fun if you show up in ridiculous outfits and you're a star. If you show up in ridiculous outfits and you're not a star, you become a clown. And Cam had gone from MVP to, to clown. And that's kind of the way that he was starting to be perceived, I think, by many football fans. And after just two weeks in Bill Belichick's system, I got to tell you, he feels like MVP Cam. Feels like the year he was 17-1 and with the Carolina Panthers. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Russell Wilson, who I think right now is the MVP of the league. But we knew Russell Wilson was really good. <laughs> just like we knew Aaron Rodgers was really good. Just like we knew Patrick Mahomes was really good. I did not expect for Cam Newton to be throwing for almost 400 yards in week two and throwing the ball 44 times and being as comfortable in the pocket and still able to move and use his legs like he's been able to so far. Two more rushing touchdowns, another passing touchdown. If you were giving Cam Newton a grade right now, it would beyond a shadow of a doubt be an A+. I know the Patriots are sitting at one and one, and I know they're behind the Buffalo Bills, and Josh Allen and everybody else is really excited in Buffalo. But the Patriots, to me, still look like the class of the AFC East, especially if you consider that they always start seasons slow. We're not talking about Cam Newton being out there dominating in November and December like we saw Tom Brady do year after year after year. We're talking about him on the offensive side of the ball dominating in September, which is something you almost never see the Patriots do. Now, I think you can quibble a little bit with the play call. I was watching this game. I texted with Cousin Sal and Furman. I was like, you got to run Cam because nobody's been able to stop him in the goal line situations. And I think what Josh McDaniels did was the right and expected call. If you wanted to criticize it, you could say, hey, the play there is fake the cam run and try to do the the Tim Tebow jump pass. Because that probably would have been wide open for a touchdown because it seems like the Seahawks were going to sell out and say, we are not allowing you to run a football in for us for a third time. And that hit they put on cam that somersaulted him was pretty impressive and pretty fantastic. But cam is so hard to bring down. I don't think you can expect for that to happen every play. And I haven't gone back and broken down every block there, but I feel like running Cam in that situation, he's going to score more times than he's not going to score. So that is the takeaway from what was an incredible game there. Now, we are a football show, and we are going to talk almost exclusively football during football season. This year is a little bit different because – 
you're going to have other sports going on during football. And I also flipped it over to watch for just five minutes because I was so locked in on this Patriot game going up against the Seahawks. But I flipped it over for the final five minutes of the NBA championship, uh, NBA Western Conference uh, finals. And so I was there for the final five minutes to see Jokic take over and look like he was going to will Denver to a, to a tie in the series. And then he even challenged the shot on Anthony Davis. Two seconds left, the Lakers inbound the basketball, and Anthony Davis drains a three to win the game for the Lakers and put them up 2-0. But I only watched five minutes of it. I know we're waking up on the West Coast right now. I bet the vast majority of you listening to me right now were watching uh, to see what was going to happen between Cam and Russell Wilson, and therefore were not paying much attention to the Lakers. Uh, so the Lakers are still fighting. The NBA season is still going on. I just I, I don't even understand, to be frank, what the NBA is thinking, even playing on Thursday, on Sunday, and on Monday. If they if they made me in charge of the NBA schedule right now. I would wipe those three days off the calendar completely. And I would say, hey, we're playing on Friday. We're playing on Monday. Uh, Friday, Tuesday. And I might even play a back-to-back. I, or I might just go Tuesday, Friday, only two games every week. And say, hey, we're not trying to go head-to-head with the NFL on Monday and Thursday and Saturday against college or Sunday. Like, (laughs) I might just go every single day, Tuesday and Friday. Because otherwise, I don't think anybody's going to watch these games. I mean, the NBA Game 2, I haven't seen the ratings for Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Game 2 of the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals between the Heat and the Celtics had 3 million viewers. That is the second lowest viewership for the Eastern Conference Finals in 40 years, I believe. The lowest in 17 years. I believe it's the second lowest in 40 years. Almost no one is watching it. And that was just going head-to-head with Thursday night football. Sunday night football is way more popular. And Thursday night football was just the Browns and the Bengals. It wasn't superstar franchises like the Seahawks and the Patriots, and it wasn't superstar quarterbacks like Cam and Russell Wilson. So, incredible day. We're going to continue to break down the NFL. My guy Todd Furman from Fox Bet Live slash Lock It In is going to join us next, and we're going to walk through all of uh, all the games in the NFL that are standing out to us with a particular focus on the 2-0 and teams and the 0-2 teams, and which ones are standing out to us the most. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. We bring in my compatriot on Fox Bet Live, born as uh, Lock It In, Todd Furman. A pretty unbelievable win by me uh, to be able to lock up the crown. How much did it pain you? Just because basically Carson Wentz collapsing killed you and Cousin Sal's gambling weekend, and the Eagles were pretty much in, uh, I mean, just a dumpster fire of a performance by them. You know, you're going to get me out of bed to pick on me this early in the morning. My connection's already starting to fail. Uh, I think I'm going to have to roll over and grab myself a cup of coffee. Hey, you went out there. You started your week on a high note with the Titans on Monday Night Football. You rolled it through the weekend. But I'll say that was just kind of a microcosm of my gambling weekend in general. Found a way to lose a 1-30 to favorite in the Tour de France because he didn't show up for the why did you trial, even basically. Why did you even bet uh, a 1-30 to favorite? Well, he wasn't one to thirty when I bet him. I bet him before the tour started at five to oh, one. Okay, his I, live odds were one to. Th- oh, okay, sorry. I'm not taking one to thirty. I, I thought that I, I, NBA, when, when you when you sent that text, I was like, I remember looking at it and being like, oh, sorry, I didn't even pay attention to it, and I just kept moving on because you said I, I thought that that was a live line. And I was like, what in the world? Because that's no, a sal. No, no. I thought you had it on like a money line parlay <laughs> of some sort. No, we weren't going that depth. And then Saturday night, of course, I bet Kyle Bush in a head-to-head against Kevin Harvick. He finishes second. Harvick wins the race. And then Matthew (laughs) Which, by the way, for people who don't pay attention to your NASCAR bets, your ability to bet and lose by, like, one position in a NASCAR race is without parallel over the last year or so. 
I mean, if they say you don't have bad luck and then you have no luck at all, that's kind of how my gambling has gone to a certain extent. And then layered on top of that, had Matthew Wolf at 80-1 to 1 to win the U.S. Open, and he, of course, didn't compete in the final round. But I digress. I'm going to be thrilled a few short hours from now to see you don the white jacket. But what America wants to know, Clay, will you finally use your free future on Fox Bet Live to bet your beloved Titans and put your money where your mouth is? You know, I, I, I got to be honest with you. We were talking earlier in the show about 2-0 and o teams and which ones are like, hey, this is a legit 2-0. and o. And I know you like to look behind the box score and everything else, so I'm kind of curious for you. We were just talking about Sunday Night Football. I think it's fair to say the Patriots and the Seahawks are pretty good, you know, even with all the different uh, all the different issues that the that the Patriots have had, they haven't fallen off the radar as much as some Patriot haters might have hoped that they would, right? And Russell Wilson being used more, all those things. Those guys are pretty good. But I said of the other, you know, the two and O teams that stood out so far in terms of just dominating, the Packers. I mean, have been dominant so far. 40 points plus two straight weeks. The Rams, I mean, I think you have to give them credit now uh, for uh, for the way that they performed. And maybe the NFC East is just not very good, but we'll see exactly what's going on there. The Cardinals, I mean, Kyler Murray is electric to watch. I mean, just unbelievable. The Ravens are 2-0. and and I, I, the Chiefs, I mean, it seems kind of like they're going through the motions, and I wonder if they're going to become the new Patriots who, like, hey, in September and October, they're not that good, and then they just kind of hit the, the gas. But I'm not that sold on the Bears. I'm not that sold on the Steelers. I'm not that sold on the Bills, and I'm not that sold on the Titans yet. How would you assess the overall dominance of the 2-0 and teams that you've seen? Well, I think when you talk about some of the low-hanging fruit out there, we have nothing to worry about with Kansas City. There's no doubt in my mind that Andy Reid is trying to figure out exactly what he has. He's going to try and play with his new toys, get them aligned for a run. Kansas City won't ultimately be defined this year by what they do during the regular season. You mentioned the Ravens. This is a team that looks like they're playing angry early on as the remnants of that loss against the Titans still linger. We'll, of course, get a better indication a week from today how far they've come when they take on Kansas City in the game of the week in Monday Night Football. Uh, and you mentioned the NFC West. The Rams I didn't expect much from. I think they performed a lot better defensively early on than I anticipated. And you mentioned Kyler Murray. Cliff Kingsbury clearly has a quarterback that can run his system. He is absolutely dynamic and must-see TV because when the play breaks down around him, you see his legs and the ability to extend plays. Green Bay, I'm going to withhold uh, anything. Because you hate the Packers. Just admit it. No, it has nothing to do with hating the Packers. You hate the Packers. You you hate the Lambeau (laughs) Leap. You hate everybody uh, who's in Wisconsin. You hate dairy farmers, cheese, everything associated with Packer universe. Well, you know what? If the Packers go out on Sunday Night Football next week and they beat the Saints on the road, then I'll have to try and recant a little bit. But I still think Green Bay has been the beneficiary of playing two teams that are absolutely lost defensively. Look at the Minnesota Vikings today uh, today after their loss yesterday against the Colts. You can look at the way the Detroit Lions completely cratered, uh, not only against Green Bay yesterday, but the way they did in the fourth quarter against the Bears. So Green Bay beats a real opponent, then I'll change my tune. But for now, I think Green Bay is just the toughest smurf in the worst division of football in the NFC North. 
We're talking to Todd Furman. Uh, you can watch him every single day on Fox Bet Live with me at uh, what, are, what time are we on? Five Eastern, four Central. Uh, I, I don't three, know. Changes, yeah, we've, we, day, we've moved three times. Uh, two o'clock on the West Coast, and I think five o'clock on the East Coast uh, with Rachel Bonetta and cousin Sal. All right, so you're an analytics guy a lot of times too. What did you think about Anthony Lynn's decision not to go for it on fourth and one from roughly his own 34, 35 yard line? in overtime given how the I think it's fair to say that at that point the Chiefs offense whatever malaise they had been under had been lifted and they were moving the ball pretty well is that a smart play in your mind in any way Uh, I really don't believe so no I don't have the charts in front of me to know the exact win probability but I can use the same team that shares their stadium and how it changed the out you know the ultimate out pouring in the Rams and Philadelphia game. The Rams were reeling in the middle of the third quarter. Sean McVay has a fourth and one inside the 40 this. yard line. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Alex to sneak and all of a sudden that was all she wrote for Philadelphia. What was so it at that point? Like twenty four to nineteen maybe? Yep, it was twenty four to nineteen or twenty one to sixteen. It was a five yeah. point game. I can't remember exactly where. And Philadelphia had started to build some of the momentum back. He felt the game changing and ultimately made a play which decided the outcome. Similar scenario here. If you're the Chargers and you're more than a touchdown underdog with a rookie quarterback, you know your defense spent a ton of time on the field uh, in the final few minutes of the fourth quarter. We didn't see much of, of Joey Bosa at all in terms of applying a pass rush once Kansas City got the ball back. Try and win it with your offense in overtime there's no reason to play scared especially when you're punting to Patrick Mahomes it's a much different story if you're playing the Denver Broncos and you're forcing Drew Locke or Jeff Driscoll to drive the field it really made no sense to me knowing that their offensive line had some success and you have a big quarterback that can sneak it for a yard yeah not only that um Anthony Lynn said something else that I thought was crazy and I'm sure some Charger fans who are waking up right now yes I know there are some of you out there um they got to be sitting around the, the idea that you would stick with Tyrod Taylor if he's healthy is, to me, crazy. I mean, he said that after the game, and I watched Justin Herbert play, and he looked amazing, you know, for a guy who didn't even know he was going to start till a couple of minutes beforehand, went for over 300 yards. I know he'd like to have back that one play where he tried to do too much. He had a first down if he had just kept running. Instead, he tries to throw it downfield, ball gets picked, and then the Chiefs come back 95 yards the other way on their next drive and get the two-point conversion to tie it up. If he just takes the first down there, probably – I mean, I think there's a decent chance Chargers are in a position to kick a field goal and in a really good position to potentially win that game without having to go to overtime or worry about anything else. But I want that guy out on the field if I'm a Charger fan. Oh, 100%. I'm with you. I think he showed enough today, albeit some of the rookie mistakes that are inevitably going to come with the maturation process, to lead me to believe he should be the starting quarterback as early as next week. I mean, Tyrod Taylor is there more as a placeholder than anything else. He's a 31-year-old quarterback whose best attribute are his legs, and he really looked like he had a piano on his back for extended stretches against the Bengals week one. Uh, I was stunned by some of those comments, uh, and I kind of joked that you know this was going to be the last we saw of Taylor as a starting quarterback. Let's see if Lynn recants and if the tune changes at all. But for me, when you're the Chargers, knowing that you're staring up in the division at the Kansas City Chiefs, what good does it do you to play Taylor and take a year away from Justin Herbert, potentially getting real live reps with a very good defense and what I think is an underrated offense? Yeah, it, it is interesting uh, as, as you kind of look through. The other one that obviously got a lot of attention and I, I want to hit this stat again because it blew my mind. And I think uh, as a uh, as a stats guy, you'll hear this. And I don't even know if you've heard this one yet. The Falcons had 39 points, zero turnovers against the Cowboys. 
entering the, that game on Sunday, teams were 440-0 and when scoring 39 points with zero turnovers since 1933, which is when team turnovers were first ta- started to be tracked, according to the Elias Sports Bureau. That's an unbelievable... I mean, truly without precedent what happened in that game between the Cowboys and the Falcons. I mean, their win probability throughout that fourth quarter was north of 99%. And it just tells you how improbable it was for Dallas to become, I believe, the first team to recover an onside kick and go on to win since the Seahawks-Packers playoff game, which would have been back in 2015. So it's, it's, a hat tip. Yeah. it's a hat tip to the Cowboys and how well that they stuck with the game plan despite some early turnovers. They were an absolute mash unit. And for a team synonymous with underachieving, whether you want to point your finger at the Falcons or give the Cowboys credit, this goes a long way in defining a season. Uh, but I had not heard some of those numbers. Uh, the one stat that I was kind of blown away with watching games going back to the Rams and Eagles, Sean McVay, when taking a lead into the half since becoming head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, is undefeated. He's 27-0. and So for any Anybody looking at halftime numbers when the Rams have a lead, it's been damn near impossible uh, for teams to try and come back once the Rams have you behind the eight ball after the first 30 minutes. I know you believed the Eagles were going to win in that game, not to rub it in, but let's not focus on the Eagles side. The Rams looked incredible, didn't they? Do you have to reevaluate, maybe uh, go back and look at the Rams again, given how good they looked in week two, or was it more of an Eagles collapse to you? I think it's a combination of factors. I'm not going to take anything away from the Rams' game plan early on. Their offensive script was tremendous. They used a ton of misdirection, uh, including a Robert Woods inside handoff from the wide receiver position to score early on inside the red zone. They used Philadelphia's aggression, which Jim Schwartz is known for against them. They were able to isolate Tyler Higby against Nathan Geary a couple times, which led to not one, not two, but three touchdown catches. So let's see if the Rams are able to continue that prosperity. They have a tough game next week on the road against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but two big wins early on for a team that I thought would be the third best team in the NFC West has definitely opened my eyes. And from an offensive standpoint, they look a lot more like the team that came up short against the Patriots in the Super Bowl than they did last year when they were searching for an offensive identity. This, meanwhile, still all going on while they're trying to figure out who their true number one back is. And after the injury to Cam Akers with a rib, you saw Darrell Henderson kind of take over. And if the Rams are able to provide that dual threat in terms of having the running game and letting Goff operate off play action, they're going to be just fine, especially with the defense led by Aaron Donald. Okay, we're two weeks in. Uh, We got Monday Night Football, I know, tonight. But let's presume we're two weeks in. What has been the biggest surprise to you about what you've seen from the NFL season so far so far and what might be your biggest disappointment in terms of teams and performance? You know, biggest surprise, I think, is the amount of injuries uh, that the 49ers have had to deal with when you look at Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, Jimmy Garoppolo expected to miss. We knew their skill position players were hurt. Let's see how inventive Kyle Shanahan can be to try and get this team where they need to go because there aren't a whole lot of gimmies on that team's particular schedule. Pleasant surprises. I thought Arizona would be better. I didn't think they would be this dominant, at least through the first two weeks. We'll see how those wins against Washington and San Francisco ultimately stand up over time. Uh, And when you talk about disappointments, uh, I kind of expected a little bit more from the Jets. I didn't think they'd be a playoff team, uh, but they look to be 
an absolute dumpster fire right now and it leads you to wonder if the Jets were to have the number one overall pick, would they ultimately cut ties with Sam Darnold and go in a direction to pick up Trevor Lawrence? Because suddenly Jacksonville playing under Gardner Minshew's leadership, I mean, this is a team that doesn't have a ton of talent, but they remind me a lot of what the Miami Dolphins were last year, and you watched them probably in their entirety against the Titans. They don't give up. I mean, they're out there. They're showing energy. They're showing intensity. They're just a little bit talent deficient. Let's see how things work that. But biggest disappointment, hands down, is the Philadelphia Eagles, just because they haven't been buttoned up, in my opinion, either of the two weeks, and that's so unlike Doug Peterson. I like what I've seen from Gardner Minshew. I mean, he was uh, good enough to win that game on the road against the Titans. It wasn't because of their offensive futility. And I like some of the plays that he makes. He seems to know. I mean, he's got great control in terms of dropping the ball exactly where it needs to be. The the, the throw that he made uh, into the face of a blitz, I don't know if you saw the highlight or were watching it live, but it was 30-23 Titans. And uh, Minshew was third and nine, I think. And the Titans brought a blitz. And, you know, he stepped right into the face of the blitz and just dropped a dime into, I think it was his back out of the backfield, uh, for a touchdown down the right sideline into the end zone. I mean, he couldn't – it was perfect defense. He was well-played, well-covered. He couldn't have dropped it in any more perfect – and he had a lot of those throws. Now, he got two, pick, uh, two balls picked off, uh, a little bit of a, uh, a bad luck on the, certainly the one that ended the game, the tip ball. But, uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm kind of with you. First of all, I don't think that they're going to be bad enough where they're going to be tanking for Trevor Lawrence. And I thought they might be the way they were unloading talent before the start of the season. And it would be a heck of a decision for the Jets to decide to give up on Sam Darnold already. But I don't know. I mean, but both he and Baker Mayfield – have not shown me uh, enough. Like I, I liked what I saw from Justin Herbert as a young guy. I loved what I saw from Joe Burrow on Thursday night. I'm not sold on Baker, and I'm not sold on Sam Darnold right now. You know, I think Baker right now is in the right system. Baker is never going to be a quarterback who can go out there and win football games entirely on his own. Uh, we've seen Kirk Cousins without Kevin Stefanski there and the aid of a ground game really struggle uh, through two games in Minnesota. And I think Baker is more or less the same quarterback where if Cleveland can run the ball as effectively as they did on Thursday night, it's going to make Baker's job that much easier. But Sam Darnold's going to be a much different case because we saw the Arizona Cardinals go, hey, Josh Rosen isn't our guy after just one season, and it's already paying dividends in season two with Kyler Murray, when you have a quarterback with the talent of Trevor Lawrence, and some of these draft experts out there are calling him the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, it's yep. going to be a very difficult decision if the Jets are 2-14, and 14, all of a sudden at the top of the draft. Maybe you ultimately trade Sam Darnold if there's value there. You trade out of the number one spot, but I think the Jets need that franchise quarterback, and while it's not all Sam Darnold's fault, maybe a change of scenery will ultimately do the USC product some good. As we know, USC quarterbacks can't win the Super anyways yeah you told me by the way uh you just mentioned the minnesota vikings sitting at zero and two the loss of an offensive coordinator there it seems to have hurt them in a substantial way how would you assess uh them as they go forward they play against the titans this weekend but they're already a couple of games what two and a half behind basically uh the uh, the green bay Packers because of the way the season has started they obviously had a lot of high expectations for kirk cousins the other teams that are zero and two i mean i think you kind of would have anticipated i'll get to the texans in a minute for you but how would you assess the uh the, the minnesota vikings right now 
You know, honestly, it doesn't really surprise me at all. I mean, we talked about the Vikings on our Bet the Board podcast. It was a win total under nine that we gave out because we talked about all the defections on the defensive side of the ball, and we've done it on Fox Bet Live. When you lose all of those veteran presences, whether it's Linval Joseph, whether it's Everson Griffin, whether it's Daniil Hunter, who's an elite pass rusher that's on IR, who ultimately will come back, or three key contributors in the secondary and bring in fresh faces, it's not an easy defensive scheme to learn. And I think you're seeing the Minnesota Vikings defensively go through those growing pains and we'll see how they perform with a bounce back spot potentially Sunday against the Titans before they go out on the road for road dates against the Houston Texans and the Seahawks but I think offensively there are bigger concerns there. They parted ways with Stephon Diggs. They obviously drafted Justin Jefferson out of LSU but we've seen when Adam Thielen has to be the number one, there's nobody else that scares you offensively and if the Vikings can't get Dalvin Cook going, they're going to need more depth in the receiving core because Kirk Cousins is only as good as the pieces around you. He's not Russell Wilson and going to elevate the level of play for his subpar skill position talent. Yeah, it's interesting because I wanted to circle back around on this because I wanted to ask you about the Texans, but when you think about the two teams that I would say are the most disappointing, and I talked about this earlier in the program, the two teams that are the most disappointing at 0-2 to me are the Texans and the Vikings, both of whom were in the playoffs last year and had decent expectations coming into this year. The Texans moved DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals. Cardinals now 2-0. The Vikings moved Stephon Diggs to the Bills. The Bills now 2-0. Are we underrating the impact that those two wide receivers have had for the teams that traded them away, the Texans and the Vikings? Uh, or do you think it's just coincidental that the teams that have them now are 4-0, the teams that traded them away are 0-4? I think it's a great question and probably still a little bit early to tell with just those two guys. I do think for the Houston Texans, whatever they did to infuriate the schedule makers hasn't worked in their favor. <laughs> when you have to play the Kansas City Chiefs on They got the Nebraska night, treatment. When, yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly. When they're raising the banner and you followed up with the Baltimore Ravens, that's a little bit of a different dynamic, but there's no doubt when you look at their point differential at minus 31, the offense clearly misses that connection between DeAndre Hopkins uh, and Deshaun Watson. Meanwhile, the Vikings, I mean, this was a team who I think we knew was going to go through a transitional state. Let's see if they're able to right the ship, but there's no doubt in this day and age when it's such a pass-heavy league, it's hard to find those bona fide number ones because they raise everybody else's level of play. And unless you truly have an elite quarterback, which I do think Deshaun Watson is, but not in the case of Kirk Cousins, it becomes extremely difficult to take the lid off of a defense rather than playing in a 15 to 20 yard window. You've been handicapping sports for a long time. How for the NFL in particular is COVID and uh, and its impact both in terms of home field and also the injuries that might arise because of COVID related outbreaks? How is that changing the way that you handicap games? It's changed the dynamic in terms of when I'll actually uh, get down on some of the games. Normally early in the week, if the right opportunity is there, especially in college football, I'm more than happy to try and bet on a Tuesday, hoping things will be status quo as you get towards the weekend. Uh, The NFL, we've been a little bit more slow and steady, trying to pay careful attention to injury reports for the off case where somebody pops up and you didn't know they had any sort of injury that was out there. Uh, But what I think has been interesting is seeing how high scoring some of these games have been. We knew that the NFL wanted offense. They wanted people watching from a fantasy standpoint and everything else. So I've seen a lot fewer offensive holding calls through the first two weeks than normally you would. I think ultimately you'll see a normalization there. You'll see the defense catch up and conditioning as well. Uh, But I've been pleasantly surprised with the level of play we've seen from most of these teams through the first two weeks. What's going to get interesting is when teams get into that, you know, week six to week ten and they're going into empty buildings, you can't lean on fans to try and bring that energy and intensity. So I think you're going to see a lot of flat spots.
spots, and maybe teams that otherwise would be superior talent-wise maybe come up a bit short, uh, especially, too, with teams that are checked out. Once they get down, I can't see a lot of comebacks from teams like the Jets uh, and some of the other bottom feeders that are out there. Watch us later this afternoon. You'll be able to see me in the white jacket in the Hawaiian Titan shirt as I celebrate ugliest, putting on my the crown. The ugliest jacket I've ever seen. Uh, and I, you know, we can only hope that you never get to wear it again after today. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We learned more about the NFL teams than maybe we anticipated. We've been talking a lot about uh, what was an incredible performance uh, b- between uh, Belichick and, uh, and Pete Carroll. Every time those guys go up against each other, the storylines seem to be incredible. We've got basically Russell Wilson being as good of a quarterback as you can possibly be right now. Cam Newton, way in excess 
of anywhere we could have ever anticipated him being this early in the season. I mean, those guys just put on a duel for the ages into the late night hours of Sunday. And they followed up a day, and honestly, unfortunately, Bruce Irvin came off the field late, one of the Seattle Seahawks pass rushers. But the number of injuries early on in the day that kind of occurred with Nick Bosa, with Saquon Barkley looking like both those guys are out for the season. Drew Locke's got a shoulder injury. Jimmy Garoppolo was out. And there were countless others that felt like going down with significant injuries. Um, But outside of that, which always is obviously unfortunate, it was a electric, scintillating, incredibly gratifyingly fun day of NFL football from the time we kicked off at 1 Eastern all the way to almost midnight Eastern when all of these games officially came to a close. And at the end of the day, my conclusion, I'll give you a top five, bottom five uh, later in the week as we typically do. But my conclusion in general is there are several teams that are 2-0 and that have sort of put themselves onto a different standard than anybody else. And I'm going to give you an early preview in who I think the best teams are, even though we still have to wait for Monday Night Football to officially have all of Week 2 complete. Uh, but the Packers at 2-0, and I think, are an exhilarating talent of a team. The Rams at 2-0, and really impressive beatdown that they put on the Eagles. Uh, the Cardinals at 2-0, and the Ravens at 2-0, and and the Seahawks at 2-0. and Right now, I would say all of those five teams are the best in the NFL. Now, Patriots are 1-1. One one. They looked really good. The Chiefs are 2-0. and But they didn't really look very good. I think even for Chiefs fans, they would acknowledge. Bears are 2-0. and They could easily be 0-2. Steelers are 2-0. and Wobbly 2-0. Wobbly Bills a little bit wobbly 2-0. and Titans a little bit wobbly 2-0. and Look, you're never going to complain when your team is 2-0 and because historically – Start off an NFL season 2-0, and you've got a 61.3% chance to make the playoffs, which is pretty outstanding, right? Uh, so those are the teams that I think early on, the Packers, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Ravens, and the Seahawks, you would point to and say, hey, these guys have been next to level, even standing out among all of the 2-0 and teams so far. 0-2 teams, uh, to me, the teams that have been the most disappointing at 0-2 are the three that made the playoffs last year and have so far fallen completely on their face. Uh, the uh, the Texans, without DeAndre Hopkins, are a pale shadow of the team that they were before. I think that Deshaun Watson is having to deal with not having his security blanket in DeAndre Hopkins. That's a messy situation for him. The Eagles, Carson Wentz has been beaten up. They were not very good at all. Uh, for basically the last six weeks. Remember, they got up, I think it was 17 to nothing on the Washington football team, and then they fell apart. That, to me, is ominous if you're an Eagles fan. And then the Vikings. Stephon Diggs went for 150 yards, and so far the Vikings offense hadn't done anything. Kirk Cousins had three interceptions. Adam Thielen, not as useful. Jefferson, not ready to be a primetime replacement for Stephon Diggs yet. All of that, I would say... As good as things are going right now for the Packers, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Ravens, and the Seahawks, they're going that badly for the Texans, the Eagles, and the Vikings. 
We've got one game left, Monday Night Football, uh, and we'll break that down after it airs. For tomorrow, we'll have the top five and the bottom five. But man, what a collection of games we just all watched. Also want to tell you, by the way, we had our second busiest day on OutKick. Encourage you to go sign up for the OutKick VIP. We'll have Jason Whitlock on with us tomorrow. You guys love him. Uh, Lots of downloads. One of the most popular shows that we do every week is Jason Whitlock sliding in. So we'll be breaking down everything that happened in the totality of the NFL tomorrow. We'll also talk with Petros Papadakis. Lots to get to across the board. We appreciate all of you. Thank you for spending your Monday morning breaking down all these stories with us. Again, go sign up for the OutKick VIP. And tomorrow we'll be on same bat time, same bat channel with Jason Whitlock and Petros Papadakis, a loaded Tuesday program to be sure. But man, it's been a loaded show. My thanks to Joel Klatt for hanging out with us. My thanks also to Todd Furman. We have had an incredible time. And uh, so far, as uh, as we continue to break down everything going on in the NFL, it definitely feels a lot more like fall, getting closer and closer every single day. In fact, we basically are in fall, right? Because today is the 21st. It's a good way to start. Happy fall. The NFL gave us an early present. Monday Night Football will conclude week two, and we'll break it all down for you. Appreciate all of you. This has been OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.